Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Chapter 4 and verse 7 says this, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. I want you to imagine for a minute that you are traveling through a desert place and you become very, very thirsty. You're looking around going, I'm parched, I might get dehydrated. And the only thing you can find to get some water is this dirty looking old bucket with a big chunk out of it. You look at that and you think, well, really, I'm not going to drink anything until I find the Holy Grail. I'm not going to have anything until someone hands me a crystal goblet. Of course you're not going to do that. You're going to take whatever you can, to whatever vessel is available, you're going to take that and say, that'll be sufficient. I need that uh, water for myself. Or if there was a fire beside you, you're not going to go and say, well, I'd like to put the fire out but I really need to get a gilt-edged one. You know, sterling silver, something that's got the, you know, the assay mark on the bottom of it. You're not going to do that. You're going to grab whatever is available and say that will be enough. Because the thing that matters the most if it came to a situation like that is never the vessel, but it's what's in it that matters the most. Well, this verse says that just by being a follower of Christ, this is hard for us to understand because we are often so conscious of our faults and our failings, of the areas where we, can I say it this way, we leak the presence of God, where we don't retain it. One day we're up here with Jesus. Maybe the next or a few days later, we're struggling in a valley somewhere or other. And we can easily get our eyes off the fact that whilst we are the vessel, it's actually not the most important thing. It's what you carry. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency may be of the power. That's the power of God and not of us. Just by being a follower of Christ, you are carrying something. In John's Gospel, chapter 7, verse 38, Jesus said, whoever believes in me, out of their belly, out of their heart, will flow rivers of living water. Did you realise that you are making a difference just by being a follower of Christ? Whether you feel like you're the best equipped, whether you feel like you are the most noble, whether you feel like you're the most godly even, or the most spiritual, whether you are still puzzled by some of the questions that people ask you or not, the mere fact of what you carry makes a difference in the world around about us. To the thirsty person or the person in need, it's not the vessel, it's what they're carrying that matters the most. But here it is, when it comes to meeting that need, the most important thing about the vessel, like over here we've got all these different kinds of ones. There's tall ones, there's shorter ones, there's broad ones, there's narrow ones, there's uh, very valuable looking ones, you know, like probably, you know, that could turn out to be, wow, this, we broke at my home. I'm not going to say who did it, but a wedding present, 
a ceramic uh, a corningware dessert making bowl that I used to make puddings into. And then a week or so ago, it got broken. Well, Rhonda, my wife, said, I'm really sorry that got broken. See, I still haven't told you who did it. <laughs> she said, I'm really sorry that got broken. I'll go online and buy another one. Now, I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it. But when she looked for exactly the bowl we had, it turned out there was one exactly the same for sale for $10,000. I kid you not. Well, that bowl had sat in the cupboard and we had no idea. And if we had known, it wouldn't have sat in the cupboard. It never would have got used to make another chocolate pudding or another self-sourcing butterscotch pudding. I'm telling you, that one would have been on sale straight up because I would have rather had the treasure uh, rather than the vessel. But anyway, apparently, we don't know if it was the same, but it looked exactly the same. So who knows what these over here are worth? But the truth is, at the time, you know, we never considered the value of that bowl. It was a wedding gift. And I don't think whoever bought it spent anything remotely like that kind of money on it. It was just a bowl that sat in the cupboard. But it was useful to us. And it was useful for the purpose. And that's the thing about a vessel. The most important thing about any vessel is, is it available? Listen, God is not looking for the perfect vessel. God's looking for the available vessels. The church is not a display cabinet. Church is not where the Holy Spirit gets you and puts you on show. We turn up and God points out each one and says, look at that, isn't that a beautiful looking vessel? Look at that there. That's just really special. You know, and this one over here, this is just kind of metal and not that brass-finished metal planter. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's not like that. God is not setting up a display cabinet of things that He wants to put on show. But God is looking for a vessel that's usable, even if it looks like this one. Because no matter how broken this one is, the reality is it can still carry something. And it may not be able to carry everything, but it can carry something. So far, so good. You come to church and you get filled. The presence of God touches you. You're lifting your hands in worship. Pour your spirit out. See, I told you, if I could get in the choir, you could. And you receive something from God. But there's brokenness in your life because, hey, isn't it right? There's brokenness in all of our lives. Huh? Raise your hand if you're perfect. And then we will pray for that lying thing that's got a hold of you. <laughs> so, no, we've all got a bit of brokenness. Every one of us has got something that inhibits our capacity to carry what God has. Anybody here ever get ticked off? Anybody here ever while you're driving, 
wonders who got their license out of a wheat bix packet, as we say in Australia, cornflakes packet. Have you ever waited in line just a little bit long and the person there kept on asking the same dumb question while you're tapping your foot saying, would you please hurry up? Anybody here ever got hurt or wounded by another Christian and a crack appears in that vessel of yours that's meant to carry something great? Uh-oh, I heard someone say. But you know what? Even though this is only got, you know, maybe 50 millimetres of fluid in it, the reality is that that might just be enough to put out that fire or it might just be enough for that person who's thirsty. Maybe what you have, listen to me, maybe what you have isn't much. Maybe what you would look at in your life and say, do I have much going on? Do I have enough resource here? Have I got enough godliness or enough wisdom or enough blessing or enough love or whatever? Maybe you look at all that and say, you know what? God, you surely can't use me. And God will look at you and say, will you let me use you to carry what you do can, what you do have? Will you let me use you? Because maybe it's not enough for everybody, but it might be enough for one. Maybe what your life looks like right now is a little bit of brokenness in your life. We all come to Jesus like that. But if we let God use the little that we have, don't stop where you are because of cracks in your Christian life. Don't step back and say, I'm waiting till I overcome that problem. When I've got through this struggle, when I've made it financially, when my career kicks off the ground, when I've raised my children, all the things that make us stop with an empty bucket because we say in our heart, God, I've got too much going on. There's too many holes in the bucket, dear Liza. And I just got to wait. God, once you've restored me, why don't you let God use your diminished capacity if that's what you think it is? Why don't you say, God, listen, this church is full of people that have got brokenness in some part of their life, but have chosen to say, God, I'm going to let you use me. I mightn't be all there yet. I mightn't be perfect. I mightn't have arrived. I may not be a a perfect example of all that you will ultimately make me to be. But Lord, I'm going to let you use me right now. But you know, the Holy Spirit is so good, isn't he? The Holy Spirit comes. I know this has happened to me more times than I can count. I'm in church. I'm lifting my hands to God. I'm worshipping away. Or I hear someone preaching and something that they say this time, instead of being information, becomes transformation. And a little bit less brokenness is found in my life. Something happens. Pray for this experiment. Pray that this will work. Because here comes the mighty Holy Spirit. And he does a repair job on your life. Isn't this right? 
Oh, I see, I look down. I know so many people. That's why I love being a pastor. I'm not a, a traveling preacher. Nothing wrong with being that, but I love the fact that this is why I didn't wear a white shirt today. Red food dye. Oh, look at this. See, this is one of the host thing. This see, hey, give a big hand to the host thing. Thank you, brother. Always ready. Always looking for how can I help. May not have something perfect. May not have a damp cloth that's been warm water. Doesn't have the perfect thing, but he says, I'll bring what I have and let God use what I have. Are you with me here? So here comes the Holy Spirit. You know the way this works. Because every single one of us, I imagine if you've been a Christian, even for a relatively short time, Jesus comes into your life and He starts restoring you. But if you keep waiting for perfection, you're going to wait a long time. So now the next time you come to worship, all of a sudden you've got a greater capacity than what you had before. All of a sudden what you couldn't do, now you can do even more. Is this working? That's why Ephesians says, be filled with the Spirit. But the word filled is in the present continuous tense. It means continually keep getting filled. And so we keep coming and we keep getting fuller because the Holy Spirit does a bit more. And now instead of it all gushing out and I'm exhausted after a little bit, All of a sudden, I can carry a lot more. Listen, let God enlarge your capacity. Don't settle for where you are. Don't just kind of say, well, you know, my mother was like that. My dad had that problem. Well, everybody I know has got stress right now. Why don't you right now in the middle of that, start coming to church, start getting in the presence of God in your daily prayer or Bible reading. Why don't you start saying, Holy Spirit, will you help me repair that? How many people like me, I can look at this last year and say my capacity has enlarged and things where I would have leaked it all out and it would have been gone if that thing had arisen, if that pressure had come. Now I look back and go, Thank God the Holy Spirit started doing a restoration job. Amen. Let God enlarge your capacity. There is none of us here whose brokenness is a permanent impairment. There's none of us here where the level of brokenness that the world and life has brought to us is going to prevent the destiny of God if we'll just let God keep repairing and restoring. Amen. And you know the good news about the Holy Spirit? He doesn't know the meaning of impossible. And he doesn't know the meaning of enough. He's more than enough. So he keeps working on you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. 
your glory. God is what our hearts long for, to be overcome. Thank you, bro. By your presence, Lord. And lo and behold, it seems like again. And you never know which service it's going to be. You never know which message it's going to be. I'm, I'm not even sure that it happens just at moments. I think it's a daily thing. And I think He just keeps restoring you. And so the capacity that once you had, that was way down here, all of a sudden it's not that you get just even more mature, but your actual capacity grows. And all of a sudden the thing that you could never go past, you find yourself going past. The thing that stopped you before doesn't stop you quite as easily. Oh, Lord, let this hold together because this all goes all everywhere. You know I like a challenge. How wonderful is that? All of a sudden, the old you... <laughs> All of a sudden, the old you. This could be the end of this very. Oh, oh, sorry about your tablecloth, Leo. See, here's another one of our team. Well done. Look at that there, huh? It's great. You're taking all of this stuff away and saying no more, Pastor. You know, when I come up with these crazy ideas, not one of my team ever looks at me and goes, are you sure you want to do this? They, Leo just goes, sure. <laughs> How wonderful it is, though, when the Holy Spirit enlarges the capacity that you have. Why? It started out with you saying, I'll carry what I can. It gets followed up by you saying, Lord, I'm ready for you to enlarge my capacity in life. I'm expecting restoration. I'm expecting healing. I'm expecting wholeness. But I'm not waiting for it to come before I make myself available. Are you with me? Come on. Don't, please don't settle back there and go, well, you know, yeah, but I'm not. Because I reckon every single one of us, I've got plenty of but I'm nots but I'm not smart enough, but I'm not godly enough, but I'm not experienced enough. Every single one of us have got a but I'm not. And if you let the but I'm not get, stop you getting started, then you're never going to become a vessel fit for the master's use. You're always going to be one of those ones over there in the cabinet that everyone looks at and they say, what's that for? Like Rhonda, after the you know, the demise of our incredibly valuable uh, corningware pudding dish, I guess Ron started looking through the cupboard going, I wonder what else is in here. <laughs> Did it have a twin? <laughs> is there a ten, another $10,000 thing? And, uh, well, she came up with a couple of vessels, and this is true. She asked me just this week, she said, do you know what this is? I said, I haven't got a clue. I still don't know what it was. It kind of looked like 
it belonged to something. But it had been sitting in the cabinet and because it never was useful, it never got used. If you want to be used by God, if you want to become useful, make yourself available. Here's the third thing. Because if it all begins with becoming available, carrying what you can, and letting God enlarge your capacity, here's the third thing, is be generous. Don't retain what God has designed you to give. Do you know that there is someone in your world who needs what you are carrying? And as long as you go, yes, but I'm not, that person will go without because you are not giving out what's already in there. Even though the original capacity of this bucket was only about this big, but it could have done something. We, it would be terrible if this all waited until the bucket was whole. Don't retain what God has designed you to give. Proverbs 11 verse 24. It's a great verse to memorise. It says that there is this, uh, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. King James Version says it like this. It says, there is that that scatters, gives away, and it tends toward increase. And then there is that which withholds more than what is proper, and it tends to poverty. In other words, if you want to see your life enlarged, start giving what you have. You say, I don't have enough joy. Well, instead of going around and telling everyone how depressed you are and how right it is that you are, and all the bad things that have happened to you, why not go about and say, I wonder how I can make this person's life a little bit better because they came into my world. I know that sounds or can sound a bit trite, but it's so powerful. The Bible has been speaking these things. Enlarge your life by being generous. Here's the last thing. If you want God to use you, I'm going to finish this part in a minute with a statement that I heard from the Holy Spirit that I think will well, I challenge many of us here and challenge our notion of what we can and can't do. Because the fourth thing is honour the giver. Be available, carry what you can, be generous, and fourthly, honour the giver. See, this bucket doesn't have to produce this red fluid. It's water coloured with food dye. But neither do I have to produce the grace of God. I don't have to produce the glory of God. I don't have to manufacture the power of God. Some preachers act like you've got to generate it. But you don't have to manufacture what God says He'll give you if you're available. Praise God, we don't have to make it or produce it, we've just got to be available to carry it. Now, I heard the Holy Spirit, I believe, I'll leave it to you to judge. But I felt like I heard him say this to me while I was preparing this message and, and seeking God on it. If you'll give God the glory, he'll take the responsibility. If you'll give God the glory, if you'll come back and say, Lord, look what you've done. Look how you took care of that. 
thank you, Lord, you used my life. I didn't know how I did. I was interviewing Danny Todd. He's sitting here in the front row. I was interviewing Danny, who's a data analytics guru for Deloitte, which is one of the largest international accounting firms, I think, in the world. So it's a pretty niche and incredible kind of a job making sure that people's data remains safe. Is that pretty much what you do? But he's one of our Metro Kids and Families Kids leaders. You might think, how does somebody who's an analytics expert, how does that relate to kids' ministry? I don't suppose at Deloitte you come across too many children asking you to how to keep their data safe. Your world is not full of that. But what happened is that Danny says to God one day, God, I'll carry whatever you give me. And he hears about how Metro kids and families need volunteers, team, need workers. And he says, I'll carry that. And there he is now leading a whole chunk of it. Why? Because he said, I'll be available. And maybe it's capacity. I'm not too sure how much your university degree trained you in child education. Not sure there were too many lessons there in the, you know, in the sciencey part of all of that. And by the way, this is how you engage children who've got the attention span of, you know, that mosquito that flew past. But see, he said, I'll carry what God gives me. And then God continues to enlarge his capacity. If you'll give God the glory, then I believe he'll take the responsibility. He'll say, I'll look after that. Are you available? Philip was a, an usher, part of the host team. He was one of the guys who sweeps the whole front of the footpath here so that when you come to church, it's all beautiful and neat and tidy. He's one of the people that makes sure everything just happens in the background. But then when persecution arose, he, he went down to Samaria, got scattered. But he said, you know, God, I'm available. I've got no training in it. This is not my field. I'm really good at organising stuff. I don't know how to preach. I've never preached a sermon. I'm not an apostle. But he said, I'll carry something. And so God said, then watch what I'll use you in. And a whole city came to Christ. Then God said, are you ready to carry a little bit more? And he goes, yep. And he goes down to the road that leads to Gaza. And he's standing in the middle of, I've seen pictures of it. It's, in the, it's like in the middle of a desert. And he's standing there. There's no one there. There's no crowds. He's come from crowds. But he stands there and finally sees a dust uh, being churned up on the road a long way in the distance and he waits and up comes a chariot with one guy in it reading a book. And the Holy Spirit says, go join yourself to the chariot. He goes up there and he says to the guy, do you know what you're reading? He says, I haven't got a clue. He's reading from the book of Isaiah, by the way. Well, he leads that man to Jesus Christ. Turns out he's an Ethiopian high government official. And he leads that man to Christ. Why? Because he was willing to carry what God would put in his life. He was willing to give that away. He was generous with what he had. Today, Ethiopia, so we're told, is the most Christian country on the planet with 86% of all Ethiopians saying that they're, uh, they're Christian. 
remarkable because someone was willing to carry something. See, what I'm asking you today is this week. It might not be an Ethiopian eunuch, may not be a government minister. It might just be someone in your workplace. It might be a neighbour who instead of just driving past and shutting the door, you give them a wave and go over and say, hi, how's things going? Are you okay? I notice you've been home a lot lately. Is your job all right? And all you're doing is carrying something. It mightn't be the whole answer, but you carry what you have. Who can tell whether it's not an Ethiopian eunuch? Someone who's waiting to bring their great influence to a wider audience than the one you were able to meet. Amen? Thank God that we get to carry something great in our lives. I thank God every day. Lord, thank you for your amazing ability to use vessels that leak, vessels that have got brokenness, vessels that aren't the prettiest one on the shelf, but they're available. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for every person that's here. Lord, whether we think we are a pretty nice-looking vessel or Lord, we're so conscious of our missteps and our cracks and our broken bits that we look at it and say, God, how could you use us? But Lord, today we want to say to you, we're available. For those of us here, Lord, that are used to a certain level, we've got a capacity and we're pretty cool with it. We're used to living our Christian life at this level. But God, your plan is always for more. So I'm praying, Lord, that you will complete your work of restoration in us. Lord, would you do a little bit more and build up another level so that our capacity rises? We don't want to end our life saying, oh, well, it was all right. God, we want to finish it saying, I let him do everything he wanted to do. I carried as much as I could. I blessed as many as I was able to bless. Father, thank you for what you pour into our life. We give you the glory and let you carry the responsibility for the results. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Some of you that are part of the service, whether you're online or in the building, will say, Jeff, I don't really know God. I just know a bit about God. Or you might be like most people I meet, they're actually got way more questions than anything else. If, you, if they're honest with you, they say, I've always wondered about God. I meet people like that all the time. I'm wondering. I don't know. But there's a way you can know. The Bible says it. Listen to this verse out of 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in His Son, Capital S, it's Jesus. Whoever has the Son has life, eternal life. Eternal life doesn't start when you die. Eternal life starts when you say yes to Jesus. When you say yes to Christ, eternal life begins in you. This is the record that eternal life is in His Son. And whoever has the Son of God has life. If you've never said yes to Jesus, today's the day you can. Today's the day He's waiting for you. He wants to use your life, but He needs you to say yes to Him, just like the vessel's got to be available. 
It's got to put its hand up if you like and say, here I am. If you want to say yes to Christ, here's the simplest way I know you can do that. If you're in Australia, you can text yes, Y-E-S. To 0488-826-392. If you would like to do that, you can do it right now. If you're outside of Australia or you'd rather get our help via email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.org.au. If you'll send us your yes there, then the very next day, either on your, uh, your smartphone or via email, we'll send you help from us. It's from our church. It's not from anywhere else. We won't pester you. You can opt out whenever you like. We won't spam you. We never do. What we will do is we'll send you a Bible verse every day for 30 days, a different one. We'll send you a prayer, a different one, along with that Bible verse every day for 30 days. I've spoken to lots of people who've come up and said to me, I said yes a month ago. And every day it's like God talks to me. People without any background of knowing Jesus have said yes and started that. Oh, I pray you'll do it today. Heavenly Father, help each person wherever they are. They, Lord, might look at themselves and go, but I, I don't know enough or I've still got questions. But Lord, the yes is what invites he that has the answers into their life. So I pray for each one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, the Lord is good, isn't he? And that all worked and someone's going to very carefully carry all that away. Thank you for being a part of this service, whether you're online or in the building. Thank you for being somebody who says, God, I'm up for this. I'm up for you using my life. And God, I'm up, Lord, for you increasing my capacity. I know in the last year, a lot of people have not been able to serve in the way that maybe they wanted to. A whole lot of restrictions and things have happened in people's life. But I believe that we're coming out of that season, at least here. And so I want you to, again, start getting a hunger to say, God, what could I carry? Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Please come, team. Tessie, we're going to sing Christ is Enough. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Christ is Enough, yeah. It's a great song. Why don't you stand with us? Cafe will be open in a minute. If you need prayer and you're in the building, please come forward. David is ready to pray with you if you need prayer. Pastor Bruce will be online in a moment with mingle time and praying with people wherever they are. It's our joy to do that. Don't forget on the app, I do this, I reckon, about once a week. Uh, someone somewhere will tell me about a loved one or someone they know and they've just heard some distressing news about a sickness or a business thing or a relationship. I just say thank you and I go straight on the app and fill in a prayer request right there and know the team gets that almost straight away and starts praying. And uh, thank you all the prayer team. Come on, let's worship the Lord together. We finish this service this morning. Christ is enough.
turning back. You know, I've had in my heart all through this service people in the Philippines. I have no idea really why. But I feel like there's so many people in the Philippines that really need the Lord. And I'm going to ask you, if you would, to say hi to them in, is it Tagalog? Tagalog. Yeah, good. Great. Uh, I'm going to ask you to say hello. And would you mind praying for them? Is that right to do that? Uh, We've got so many people from so many nations in this church, which is great because it means that I get to lean on them to do this. Uh, if you're yes texting, and I know because I just got told three people have already just yes text right now at the end of this service. I want you to know, yeah, we're praying for you. We never hear that and just go, oh, that's nice. We hear that and go, there's a life just got changed. Someone just became available to carry something from God. So would you mind doing that? Just say hi to everyone. Look straight down there and say hi to everyone in the, in the Philippines. No, 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 Tagalog. Yeah, it's all in Tagalog, brother. Thank you. I, I could do it in English. <laughs> so, uh, magandang umaga po sa lahat ng taga-Pilipinas dyan. Uh, Metro Church, uh, sama-sama kaming nananalangin na itatouch ng Lord yung uh, Philippines sa anumang aspeto, yung lalo na sa mga sakit. Kung ano man, alam natin na yung COVID ngayon is high sa Pilipinas. But the Lord will be uh, with the Philippines. So Lord, uh, panalangin namin, uh, samahan mo ang Pilipinas sa uh, lahat ng kinaharap nito, kahirapan, kahirapan. Uh, sakit, pandemya, ikaw po ang sasama sa Pilipinas. Manguna ka po sa bansang yan, manguna ka po sa mga leaders, manguna ka po sa mga namumuno, Lord. Maraming salamat po sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. I got the last word. Thank you so much. Come and sing it one more time. Christ is enough. Let's lift it up before we go out and fellowship.